Single Simulcast, episode 175, Fat Man Wild, Rashani, what's going on with you? Um, first of all, thank you to everybody who listens, I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who shares the show, thank you very much. You can check us out on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, uh, Podomatic, Stitcher, you know, the usual suspects. www.singlesimulcast.com is still the movement. Um, yeah. So I put you- <laughs> Wow, my voice is gone because I just got done with the tournament yesterday uh, for two different basketball teams. They both uh, did very well, but my voice is still getting back to where it's supposed to be, and they told me that I should just shut up for a day. My wife was praying that I would shut up for just a day. But you know me, I I can't. I tried to do this last night, but um, last night I sounded like Jay-Z after a concert, so... You can hear my voice going in and out, and I'm going to try and push through this, but if I get to the point where it's not going to work, you're just going to have to see me on Skype where I do sign language for everybody. That's what I pay her for, my sign language lady. That's my alarm. It wakes up and tells me to shut up already because my wife snores. It's not really for me. It's for her. And by the way, I'm lying about her snoring. If she's listening, if not, y'all know what's up. But anyway, so... I punched myself in the face yesterday. Uh, And to be more specific, I punched myself in the mouth yesterday. And I've heard about people doing this, I guess. I had never done it to myself. I thought that it was a a fallacy or something that somebody was saying to be funny or whatever it may be. No, I punched myself in the face yesterday, and it sucked. Um... The way that it happened that I punched myself in the face was that I was brushing my teeth like a normal human being. And by the way, when you brush your teeth, do you brush your the front of your teeth and then you brush your gums and then you brush your tongue really good and you make sure you cover all aspects of it and then you brush the back of your teeth and then you brush the roof of your mouth and then you brush underneath your tongue or is that just me? Not quite sure how that works, but... Um, that's why that I've been brushing my teeth for the past couple of years, like maybe the past 30 years or so. Um, and I, I think it works out well for me. I don't know how y'all brush your teeth. I don't know if you brush your teeth. No judgments on my side. But, you know. So um, I was brushing my teeth, and son number two was in the room with me. Um, and... He said something to me, and I looked down at him, and I was still brushing my teeth as vigorously as possible because I like to get a nice lather in there when I brush my teeth. I like to look like a rabid dog or or a Southern Baptist preacher. Um, and so I looked down at him, and while I was looking down at him, the toothbrush was still going up, and I had it turned to an angle to get as much up as possible and boof myself right in the mouth like 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 the toothbrush uh punched me in the top of my lip right underneath my nose like it's inside of my mouth so it's not like um i had a toothpaste smear going all the way up to my mouth or something or up to my my nose or something but um i I tore some skin off the 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 my gums and off my lip and if you've ever torn skin off your gums, you know that sucks. Um, 
and the skin was hanging down and I was looking at it and I was like, dang, I just punched myself in the face. Um, and at first it didn't hurt so much. You know, at first I was just laughing about it. I thought it was funny that I had punched myself in the face. But then um, at the tournament games, uh, which started at 7.45 in the morning, maybe that's why I punched myself in the mouth because I was up at 7 o'clock on a Saturday after being up until 1.30 in the morning on a Friday night playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Aaron, I feel you, dog. I feel you strong. Um punched myself in the mouth and at the games it just started to irritate me so I was like you know what I'm just gonna find this piece of skin and take it out of my mouth it was kind of it felt kind of like when you eat carrots and um a strand of carrot gets stuck in your tooth so I reached in there and I pulled the skin out and it was like pulling that tab out of the toy where it wasn't gonna work until you pulled that little red plastic tab out so the batteries could actually connect and activate you know know what I'm talking about and as soon as I pulled that tab out oh my god not only did my mouth start hurting but my nose started hurting dog I tried to um rub my nose and my whole face hurt and I'm like dude I don't know my own strength I actually got proud of myself because when other people punch me in the face it doesn't hurt like this you know only I know where to hurt me I know how to hurt myself badly, like to the point where I don't want to hurt myself anymore. I'm like, don't do it again. I'll give you whatever you want. So now I'm like holding a toothbrush in front of my face like you shut up and eat the cake. And I'm like, no, do what you want. And it's just weird. It's a whole thing. Um, But yeah, it still hurts. Like my lips are swollen. My lips are swollen. My lips are big anyway. But uh, my top lip is swollen. Uh, the the bridge of my mouth below my nose is all swollen up. I look bad and my voice is gone. So I really look like Jay-Z right now. Um, On Thursday, I was at work and because um, I have a job. I do that all the time. I go to work. It's crazy uh, how I just keep going back to work. Um, on Thursday, I went to work and I uh, was using my favorite pen to do some papers and some projects and everything. And I realized about halfway through the uh, project that my favorite pen was dying. And like I've been at my new job for four months now wow four months um and for those four months i've been using that same pen for all of my projects like initially i was using a different pen but then i found this pen like two days into me working there and it's just been me and this pen you know all i need in this life of sin is me and my pen you know so we were just everywhere together every project i did every document i signed every everything i was using this pen and it was one of those pens that actually requires a refill um, in order to keep it working. Like, uh, well, most blue, most ballpoint pens do, but this pen, it was, it was special because it never didn't work. You know, you got those pens that sometimes you got to scrub them on the table for them to start working or whatever. And you got those pens that don't always show the right kind of color or whatever. But this pen's color was always full and it never ran and never bled. And it was just really, really, it was a really good pen. 
And then it died or it started dying on me. And I realized that it was dying on me right before it died on me. And I realized at that point that I not only judge pins, but I treat pins like I imagine that slave owners treated slaves and that I had a house pin and then I had a whole bunch of filled pins like that house pin I knew it was going to work and if I could have a choice for any project that was going on I was going to choose that pin first and as soon as it got too old as soon as old ball got too old and was just going down that path towards glory I panicked because I knew I hadn't used any of the filled pins before and I knew I couldn't trust him to get what I needed done done and so I begged house pin to stay alive for just a little bit longer and it didn't it it like worked for another 10 minutes and it started fading and I saw it fading out and I felt the music in the background and it seemed like Optimus Prime after he gave the uh, Matrix to uh, Ultra Magnus really forget that dude but I cradled this pen in my hands and I opened it up and I looked at what kind of replacement ink it took and my boss said we don't have those in stock and we're not ordering them and I may or may not have cried I admit nothing but I know that somewhere right now that pen is sitting in my drawer I mean I know exactly where it's sitting it's sitting in my drawer because eventually I'm going to find a replacement ink cartridge for it and then we're going to be together again but I know everybody has that pen, just that one pen that everybody just loves more than any other pen ever. And I hope that your pen doesn't die on you. I hope that your pen is able to work for you forever because that moment where your favorite pen dies is just like the saddest thing in the world, period. Period. Also, and yes, my voice is still going in and out i uh, took a little bit of time off in order to try and get it back but yeah not so much i just want to remind you that if you touch me tomorrow if you touch me on saint patrick's day i am obligated to try my hardest to beat you up like don't pinch me don't touch me don't tap me don't even ask me if i'm wearing green just assume that the uh, green that I'm wearing is in my pockets and you can't see it and you can't touch it. If you put your hands in my pockets to try and verify it, I'm also going to beat you up. Just, just, just imagine that all roads lead back to you getting beat up if you touch me. Period. Like, St. Patrick's Day is the worst thing ever. And I know I talk about this every year, so I know I spoke on this before, but it is important that you know that I know that you know that I know how to hurt you really bad like if you touch me dog like dudes don't like really like my son asked me Devin the 7 year old he asked me he was like daddy is St. Patrick's Day coming up and I said yeah and he said are you wearing green and I said no and it doesn't even matter 
I said it doesn't even matter. Like I went, I went like Carol was on on The Walking Dead when she was like, if if you tell the people that you saw me in here going after these guns, I'ma tie you to a tree and let the walkers eat you. I was like, it doesn't even matter if I don't wear green, little homie. Because if I don't wear green and you pinch me, little homie, your mom will never find you. You'll just be a flower in the attic. And I'll come up there every so often and turn the lights on for you and be like, you want to pinch me now, little nigga? Huh? You want to pinch me now, little homie? You want to get them little grubby fingers on my arms now, little homie? You want to live that life? I'll feed you sometimes when I think about it, but I won't give you a lot of food, just a pinch. You want that life now, little homie, huh? You want to be all up in my grill now, little homie? And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, good boy. Don't pinch me on St. Patrick's. Don't pinch me any day. Pinching is the the worst thing that you can do to somebody. Like, pinching is a failed project. Pinching is the most passive aggressive way to hurt somebody that I can think of next to subtweeting and 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 putting sub posts on Facebook pinching is just that level it's that just punk like really I'm gonna put my fingers on two sides of a piece of your skin and I'm going to bring them together as hard as I can in hopes that I inflict pain and if I don't it's okay and if I do, I hope you die, nigga. Like, seriously? You know why I pinched my kids? The only time I've ever pinched my kids, the time that I pinched my kids was to show them what a needle felt like. And you know what? I was lying my ass off. Because a needle probably hurts a lot more than a pinch. Your pinch don't do nothing, nigga. That's why they say put in a pinch of this or a drop of that because it ain't much. I wish you would pinch me. I wish you would. I'd file harassment on you while I was whooping your monkey ass up and down the hallway at work. Like he started it. What do you mean he started it while I'm uppercutting you? He pinched me. He pinched me. Well, Rashawn, you're uppercutting him. Yes, but he pinched me. I wasn't doing nothing. I was minding my own business. He asked me if I was wearing green. I said it was none of his business. He said, well, just to be safe. And then he took two fingers and put them on my forearm. And at that point in time, I felt threatened. And then he started bringing his fingers together slowly because he thought that it was funny. And then, and then, and then what happened, Rashani? Well, nothing really, but I still felt inclined to hit him. So he knew to never try nothing, never again. Do you understand that? It is important that you know not to never try nothing again around me, not never in your life. There better not be a nutter, nair, nutter, not a nair, nutter pinch on me and my body ever on St. Patrick's Day. And if I see you going after my kids because you can't pinch me, that's when I'm just going to grab both sides of your head and squeeze like a zit. I'm going to try and take your head off, homie. Don't even pinch my kids. Don't, don't. On St. Patrick's Day, just use your peripherals. See, there goes my voice again. Just use your peripherals, homie. Don't even look at my kids as a target. You better just walk on by like Isaac Hayes, homie. Don't even, 
mm, when you see us, you better breathe deep and just keep it pushing and pinch a baby next to us. I don't even know why people let their babies get pinched, like pinching babies on the cheek. Like, look at them cheeks. You better keep your crusty, dirty, nasty, grimy, greasy, gritty, germy fingers off my kids. Don't touch their cheeks with your nasty, dirt-written fingers. Look at your fingernails. Got oil and crust and must and butt juice all up under your fingernails because you was wiping your butt too hard and your finger went through the paper and you looked at your finger and you smelled it and you were like it smells okay and you just kept it pushing and now you want to pinch my kid's cheek nigga i will drop kick you through the millennium Just seriously, St. Patrick's Day, don't touch me. And if you think it's a good idea to touch me, let me advise you it's not. People get hurt for a lot less, and I will prove that it was your fault. There are all these people around here who will also attest that you pinched them, and they were okay with that. And I'll be like, yeah, they were punks. I don't go for that. Bitch, you guessed it. (laughs) I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to try my hardest to make sure you don't pinch nobody no more. I'm going to break your fingers like you stole from the cartel. So your hands swell up and you're not able to bring your fingers together anymore. And then I'm going to giggle my head off. And then I'm going to be like, he started it. He pinched me. And they're going to be like, what did it feel like? And I'm going to be like, eh. I didn't really feel it. But somebody told me that he pinched me. Somebody behind me said that he pinched me, so I felt like it was my civic duty to try my hardest to take his top off like a like a jar of peanut butter. What do you mean I'm written up? He started it. He pinched me. Didn't you see that? I'm not wearing green because I don't feel like it. I should not be discriminated because I don't feel like wearing green. That's not fair. Do you understand why I don't like green? Green killed my father. Green tried to have sex with my mama. Green posted me up in basketball and scored on me 20 times. I hate green. Seriously, I know a dude named John Green. He did all of that stuff. And if I see him in the streets, I'm going to pinch the hell out of him. Fat Man Wild, spin the beats. This is Single Simulcast. We'll be right back. My voice is extremely sultry, and you are listening to Single Simulcast.
This is Paul Andre Joseph, and you're listening to the Single Cyberpunks. Enjoy this show. By your vibe that you watch and jock it And you like my style And I can say, boy, I don't mind I gotta let you know I'm scared of your kind You're just two flat ladies, man I know you got chicks from here to Japan And I don't wanna get caught up, tripped up My heart ripped up, you're too risky you see, you're thinking as you're creeping Something's telling me to run the other way Deep down inside, I know I want you But I can't deal with the games you might play It takes a lot to win me over Can't be Keep in mind, you gotta do right If you wanna kick it with me Or should I break down And give him my number This spell I'm undone It's driving me to do things that I don't wanna do Am I being a fool? Sitting around waiting For that phone to ring And I don't wanna get caught up Tripped up My heart ripped up Risky yeah. Something's telling me But I can't deal with the games you might play It takes a lot to win me over Can't be for love, only for a day Keep in mind, you gotta do right If you wanna take it with me It's so hard to find Someone who can love you Just the way that you want to be loved And I'm willing to take a chance Cause I believe, believe in my heart, my heart can hold, hold down. you down, yeah, so risky. See you creaking as you creeping. This is John. And this is Molly. And we are from the Pennyman Doctrine Podcast. Real shit with real people. And you are now listening to the Single Simulcast. Enjoy. Single Simulcast, Rashani, episode 175. Uh, Fat Man Wild, myself, of course. Without me, there'd be no show. Um, thanks for listening. Again, check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Podomatic, um, and at www.singlesimulcast.com. Um, my voice keeps going in and out because this weekend I was involved in 10 basketball games. I coached nine of them, and the last one was Devin's All-Star Game, so you know I was going to be hurting that one too. So over the course of the games, I talked a lot and when i talk a lot i lose my voice and start end up sounding just like jay-z so um my first and second grade team placed first in their tournament which i was very proud of very very proud they worked very hard to get there and the team that they beat to get there uh was actually a team that had beat them uh, a few weeks prior 
um, not in a championship setting or anything, just a few weeks prior. So to beat them, it felt really good. Um, they went 3-0 and in a three-game tournament. Uh, my fifth and sixth grade team took second place in their tournament. Uh, they lost one game to a fifth and sixth grade team that had fifth graders that were about six foot one. So my tallest kid on my team is about five foot six, maybe. And so, you know, I was just like, you know what, y'all just got to put heart and hustle into it. You can't give up no matter what. And then the next two games, they went out and won easily. So it all balanced out for them. Um, But, yeah, like I said, lost my voice as a result of it. So it's going to come in and out, and I apologize. Um, So I was thinking earlier about how great it would be to be old. Like... Today, I was at lunch and a um, lady at lunch was celebrating her birthday and the servers, uh, we were at Olive Garden, um, the servers who were having us stand up and sing the birthday song to this uh, lady advised us that she was 93 years old, which is big. That's, that's just, that's just awesome. Um... When you reach 90, when I reach 90, I'm untouchable. Nigga, you can't tell me nothing. Um, And when I reach 90, I'm going to let you know that you can't tell me nothing because I'm going to do some stuff like um, be nice to you one day and then the next day be mean to you. And you're just going to be like, well, he forgot. He's seen now. But guess what? I'm not. I just can do that because I'm old and I'm going to be able to tell you stuff like your butt stinks, go wash it and you can't say nothing because I'm old and I'm going to smack when I eat my food with no teeth in my mouth and just show you all the food working and percolating in my mouth because I'm old. I just, I'm trying to think of all the stuff my great grandmother used to do to me when she was old and she wasn't even that old now that I think about it. She was like 80 ish, probably 85. Um, The one thing I remember most about my great-grandma is she would call me into her room. um, And when I would come in there, she would make me sit down and listen to her tell her uh, testimony. And for those of y'all who don't know what a testimony is, it's when black people have gone through some stuff or they think they've gone through some stuff. So they start talking about how they went through some stuff and how God got them out of said stuff. And by the grace of the Lord, nobody else could have got them out of that stuff, which I'm not arguing that. Um, I've been through some stuff and the stuff that I was in, I didn't think anybody else would be able to get me out of the stuff and God got me out of the stuff and I was just thankful for it. And I have a testimony to tell when I turn 90, but with old people, they tell their testimony and then they just feel compelled to hum. Like they tell their testimony and, and then it's like they run out of rhymes in their freestyle because that's all a testimony really is. It's a spoken freestyle. And so it'll be like, I'm a, I'm a bring back, um, some thoughts and feelings for some of y'all. And I apologize profusely, but they'd be like, first of all, giving praise and honor to the Lord and to the to the Lord God who's the head of my household and to the pastor and to the deacons I just want to say thank you Lord for the blessings that you've given me 
Because last week I couldn't make it to church because I couldn't find my keys. But the Lord, the Lord touched my mind and reminded me that my keys was in my purse. And I didn't even think to look in my purse because I never put them in my purse. And that was just the devil, y'all. Amen. Amen. That was just the devil playing with me, just making me think that I didn't know where my keys was and making me think I lost my mind. And I was just so grateful that the Lord put it on my mind to look into my purse. Because if I hadn't looked into my purse, I wouldn't have found the candy that I put in there back in 1989 that I was able to give to your children when they was crying during service that day. Sing along if you know it, and nobody ever does, cause it's all made up. And it's just like, ooh, okay. And then they drop down, they get struck by the Holy Ghost when they know their time is up. That happens at almost every testimony. But I'm not trying to do that part. I just want to be that guy who uh, sits outside of my house and and talks nice to the kids one day as they pass by. And then the next day when they're like, hey, Mr. Johnson, like, get off my lawn. And then the next day, hey, y'all, you want some cookies? And then the next day, get off my lawn. So they don't know which one's coming for them. I just look forward to that. And then and then when they get up there to come get some cookies, I'm going to spray them with my water hose. And I'm going to be like, oops, my bad. Didn't even mean to do that. Didn't even see you there. Looking forward to it. I think that'll be great. I'm going to be that old man that everybody just hates because I'm going to be like, you want some cookies? And they're going to come up and I'm going to make my hand shake on purpose so then the cookies fall to the ground. And I'll be like, or no. Old man saying, or no. You want some cookies? Or no. And I'm going to turn around and totter into the house. And if they follow me, I'm going to shoot them with the water hose. And I'll be like, go tell your parents because I used to spray them too. I'm going to be the best old man ever. I cannot wait to be old because being old apparently is a blessing you know like being able to shit on yourself and folks are just like oh, he did that cause he's 95 I don't really want to shit on myself but I think I'm gonna do it once at least once I'm gonna do to on myself as an old man just because I'm old like I can be in control of all my faculties I just I think that I'm gonna do that at least once maybe even more than once depending on how it feels on cold days (laughs) oh man this is honest honest I'm gonna shit on myself and then I'm gonna walk over and they're gonna like whoever's around me it's not gonna be Nisha I wouldn't do it when Nisha's around I'm gonna do it at like the store at the post office or something like that I'm gonna be in line I'm just gonna sit there I'm gonna be like yo can I get some Stamps, and they're going to be like, uh, uh, sir, 
Sir, did you have a little bit of an accident? Did you maybe just a little bit have an accident? And I'll be like, bitch, you guessed it. I told you I'm serious. But, um, yeah, the other thing that happened to me today was I um, realized that my gas is robbing me of my uh, gas. Like, I don't know if it's the place that I'm going to get gas or if it's my car. But today, well, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, so that was a week. Usually, my gas lasts me like a week and a half, maybe even longer. I, I can usually pretty much plan on it lasting for a pretty long time, you know. And this last week, it seemed like my gas ran out dang near immediately. Like, I started off with 240 miles left before it was supposed to reach empty. And I know I should be looking at the gas gauge because the gas gauge actually shows me what's what's going on inside of my uh, gas tank. But I look at the miles because it's right there in front of me and it's nice and it's in blue light. So I'm just like, ooh, blue light. Um, but I got 240 miles in my um, gas tank and I started driving and it seemed like as soon as I got from the gas station to the freeway which is only like around the corner it was already down from 240 miles to 216 and I was like what the fuck but I didn't say nothing because you know I was like it's gonna go back up in my mind and, and, and judge me if you want I don't really care in my mind I picture that when I go uphill, a lot of my gas goes away from the engine or wherever gas goes because I'm not a car person and I don't give a fuck. Um, but away from there, back towards my gas cap, like it goes backwards. And then when I go downhill, it all rushes towards my engine. And so at that point in time, I'm like, if I'm going uphill, it's going to look like I got less gas in my car. And if I'm going downward, it's going to look like I got the regular amount in my car. And then if I'm just driving, it's just like everything is everything. And so I started driving and, um, Notice that the gas tank was like depleting at a at a rate that was so rapid. I thought somebody had cut my gas line or had siphoned my gas or something. They might have siphoned my gas. But then I was like, okay, um, this is not official because yesterday I was down from 240 uh, gallons to like 71 gallons which again i only drive to work and back i don't go far at all um so for it to be going that quickly it was starting to concern me and so yesterday i had like between 70 and 80 uh miles left before it was empty and i was cool with that um and then we um drove to Devin's tournament games or his all-star game and by the time we got back from his all-star game which was right over the hill from us I was down to 48 miles before it was empty and I mean when I say right down the hill I mean literally it's like a 10 minute drive maybe and it's down streets it's down one street it's down the same street there's no real turns it's just like right there boom 
So then I got mad. And, and, and so this morning I was like, I'm going to put gas into my tank and, um, I'm going to fill it up. So gas is no longer as cheap as it used to be because you know, America. And so I filled my gas tank back up. It cost me, uh, $51 to do so. And I got into my car and I turned on the car and it said that I had 354 miles till empty. And I was happy with that because I was like, okay, now I'm back to uh, full status and I'm able to do what I need to do. And as soon as I turned on the car and, and it was cold, it was like 6.15 in the morning. So I was like, yo, you know. As soon as I turn on the car and let it just sit there for one second, it dropped from 354 miles to 346 miles. And that's when I started taping and it dropped from 346 miles. I started recording this. It dropped from 346 miles to 340 miles in the next second. So it dropped 14 miles in like two seconds. And I'm sitting there watching it like I'm not even doing shit. I ain't even doing nothing. It's just dropping for no reason. And so I drive to work and I'm looking at my gas while I'm driving, which isn't safe. I'm just going to put that out there. It's not the best idea. I don't recommend it to anyone, but I had to do it because I'm a boss. And so when I finally get to work, it is gone from 354 miles all the way down to... I think it was at 320 for a moment and then it went back up to 335 and that's when I got mad and so now I'm suspicious of anyone um any gas station like I think the gas stations are uh juxting us on our gas out here in Sacramento I think it's a gas gank and I can't prove it and it makes me mad that I can't because it's important you know I don't want to lose money on this but Stop ganking me on my gas. Otherwise, I'm going to find you. And, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what threat to put after that. I'm just so irritated by it. I'm just like, ugh, you know, like, ah, like, oh. Just stop doing it. It's not nice. Fat man, well, I'll play the music. Nobody, nobody, baby 
You know it's all your fault. Nobody, nobody, nobody but me. Through hell and disaster My crib done got bigger My women got better You wondering how do you get in the game I'm wondering how do I get to the rafters Oh boy, I'm mad at titties Records getting shattered Till I'm MJ and Magic Ooh, and she just wants the status So you the man she got But I'm the man that she been after She done sent so many naked pics My phone ain't got no data I walk off in New York Like my name Derek Jeter Headed home to the D Where you know I keep a Gina I'm the good with the evil Fuck you, nice to meet you You can't have a peace sign Man, without the middle finger With the click When you see us, that's my family to me that's my family tree Then my arms, legs, hands on my feet And I can cut them off for even diabetes Hit the beating kerosene and scratch that I white sheeted A hundred dollar fade every single time you see It's been a king all my life so I should've got a Caesar Somewhere off in Vegas rolling dice up at the Caesars Got me think back on how I used to roll a little Caesars Piece of pizza with Tanisha, now I'm with the Boniqua She finna blow at that I got your dream girl, yeah she acting like a hoe at that Throw it to me, I'ma throw that back Top spot, I'm finna go at that Gotta move quick World in my hands, I ain't got a loose grip I don't like loose pussy or loose lips And I done did a possible a few times Time cruise shit Ho and I ain't satisfied being on that top five list I ain't satisfied until I'm on that all time list Till everything I spit is all timeless My girl on that all fine list My life a little luck, a lot of grind Bitch, no, maybe ho, I gotta make it being one Fuck your nomination, man, fuck the world I'm repopulating, wrap my rolly around the waist Yeah, time's a waste The niggas want the combo, combo, combination Long as I'm around, it's gonna be da-da-da-da lot of winning Got my pinky on her brain while I'm getting Brain plotting world domination. People ask me how to make it. I'm just like, man, if you want the crown, but you got this to take is it. This is my daddy Rashadi. Peace.
Single simulcast episode 175, Fat Man Wild Rashani. You, me, your mother, and your cousin, too. Uh, riding down the strip on votes till I run out of gas because apparently they get me. They get me good. Um, let's file this under hell fucking no, not ever in my life would I ever. Because you know we have that file. So, anyway. Jared Smith was making lunch in his Sydney apartment when he discovered a giant python in a box of cornflakes. He told the Daily Telegraph, I peeked in the box, saw its head pop out, and that's when I dropped my food on the counter and bolted for the door. The python was over two meters long, and I couldn't believe it was jammed into the small cereal box. When I got there, I actually had to tear the box to get it out. That's how tightly squeezed it was. It's likely it was hiding in there to feel secure. You know what? I'm not even going to read the rest. I'm just going to go ahead and 
stop and say hell fucking no so um I got questions because I've always got questions such as when you're in the store I realize 22 year olds don't shop like he probably still lives at home and he's probably finding his way through life and all of that and his parents probably went out and bought this cereal or whatever but can't you tell that a box of cornflakes and a box of giant python are two different weights like the heft should be different in one than the other right like cornflakes aren't that heavy because they're flakes um maybe 1.2 pounds in a box if you get the big boxes because you're greedy maybe three pounds maybe you know i'm just guesstimating um i don't expect that the box will weigh like even 15 pounds and that's being light on a giant python i mean they're calling it a giant python so i'm expecting that it probably weighed like 30 pounds or so i'm just you know guessing that that's somewhere in that radius of space so wouldn't you be able to tell that it feels different like are 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 his parents blind if they're blind i apologize it's probably not nice for me to even ask about them because you're not supposed to talk about the blind unless you're blind or you're stevie wonder who's not blind let's just keep saying that um and and if you are blind and you're talking about the blind then you're really just a blind man leading a blind man into a dark room looking for a black cat that's not there because neither one of y'all are going to see the truth <laughs> but um the second question i got is the python didn't move at all like when you picked up the box me personally I don't know when I'm at the store I pick up a box of cereal and I might jostle it a little bit you know I might shake it I might it's a box of cereal or at least I always thought it was a box of cereal you best believe I'm not gonna fuck with them box of cereal now I'm about to eat the fuck out of some oatmeal my nigga out of one of them not even the containers of oatmeal I'm about to get them boxed packaged little things of oatmeal that you can only get a single serving out of and i'm about to eat those the safest shit because dude there's a python in a box of cornflakes nigga do you realize who usually eats cornflakes old people somebody could have died off of this they open up that box and a python pops out and they die and then the python eats them that's what should have happened if this 22-year-old intrepid motherfucker hadn't been smoking weed in the middle of the day and got the munchies. Because really, who eats cornflakes for lunch? Really? You were high. Just admit it. You had smoked a bowl. You were ready to sit down with your cornflakes and your sugar and you were going to put some bananas on it because that tastes so good. Dude, it tastes so fucking good. And you were just ready to get down with the get down. And you opened up the box and the python was there. And you didn't even freak out. Like, he didn't even freak out because he was so high that he just 
sat there for a second. I mean, he's he. I'm not trying to make this up or anything like that. The dude says the python I peeked in the box saw its head pop out and that's when I dropped my food on the counter and bolted for the door the heft for somebody who's not high you feel that heft right and and I don't know I don't know all I'm saying, I guess, is nigga Frosted Flakes. <laughs> They're great. Cornflakes better step up and make this their new mascot. And 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 I bet you there's going to be a lot of guys now who are like, yo, baby, you want to see my snake in the box? No? All right, cool. I'm going to just roll over and jack off on your back. But that's, you know, whatever. There's a woman out in um, Thailand. I love saying that. There's a woman uh, out in Thailand who is selling her home. I'm. It's Indonesia. Part of Thai. I actually want to check that, and I'm not quite sure, and I'm showing my ignorance. But Indonesia. Like, where is Indonesia? I'm going off on a thing here, but... Okay. No. Um, the Republic of Indonesia is right next to Thailand. Okay. Better. So, not Thailand. Indonesia. I apologize. Um, a woman in Indonesia is trying to sell her house. And if you buy the house, you get her too. Like, if you buy the house, she's going to marry you. And she said that openly. She said that um, the TV, the, the listing that she has for the house is not a joke. And she'll consider marrying any man who buys her house. And she said, yes, it's true. I'm really looking for a partner. Her husband died. And now she's lonely and she's looking for a new partner. And the way that she knows that the partner is responsible enough to take care of her and be with her is that they're able to purchase this house from her. So two things go through my mind when I think about this. No romance without finance. You got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. If you want to get in these sheets, you got to make ends meet. If you think this body you're going to wreck, first you better pass this credit check. She's going to make sure that you are able to afford the house before you can get her. You can't buy the house and get the mat for free. And I don't know if it's matted, it might be shaved, it might not. I'm not quite sure. But I do know that um, if you're married, she's not going to accept you. She says she's only taking um, 
single people, whether a bachelor or a widow, responsible and mature. And I think, honestly, unless she's ugly, because they ain't showing pictures. Unless she's ugly, um, I think it's a great idea she doesn't look ugly. I mean, it's a great idea. And even if she is ugly, dude, once you marry her, you get the money back for the house. So really, you're not buying anything. You're just getting married. Because once you guys get married, the money goes into... It's like both because you're married. You see what I'm saying? That's that's interesting. I know people who would probably take her up on that. Mostly white guys. They like the um, more exotic women. Not out loud, though. Like, they're totally not for interracial marriage. But if you go to websites and look at what they look up for porn... I'm just saying, you know, I, 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 I've seen your profile. I know what's up. Speaking of guys who um, like women who are Asian, Chinese, Korean, uh, Indonesian, from Thailand. I don't even know what you call folks from Thailand. Thailanders. After falling in love with a girl in China on the internet, an American teenager decided to fly all the way across the world to meet her, only to be rejected on her doorstep. What happened next was a big surprise to the Chinese police. The police discovered the young man passed out drunk and suffering from hypothermia near the freezing cold Zhu River in the Zhejiang province in China. A member of the Ching Bay police said he was unconscious and lying in a pool of his own vomit. It looked as though he may have fallen in the water at some stage as his clothes and shoes were soaked. To be honest, he was so inebriated, he could have easily drowned. It was only a short distance to the water. The young man from Ohio, only referred to as Pratt, was rushed to the hospital. He took Another his luck took another bad turn after he discovered he had lost most of his money. Luckily, the hotel manager was kind enough to let him stay for free. Pratt told the police that he only knew the girl's pseudonym, Zhao Kwan. He had started talking to her this year and said he fell in love with her because of her beautiful photos and perfect English. Apparently, the young lady did not take him seriously when he promised to visit her. So when he suddenly showed up in Zhangshan, the girl refused to meet him. Detectives searched his phone records and noted he did call her several times, only to be told to stop contacting her and have his number blocked. Pratt took the rejection hard and started drinking until he found his way to the Zoo River, where he passed out. When the young woman was contacted by the police and told that Pratt almost died, she still refused to see him. Luckily, the police did not abandon him, but stated, We follow his progress until he left the country and he is already on the plane back to the United States. So this kid 
this kid, oh, I'm guessing is 18. I don't really, I'm guessing though. Met a girl on the internet and I talked about this a long, long time ago on um, like episode seven, age, sex, location. When I talked about being on Black Planet, this dude fell in love with this girl's voice and this girl's pictures online and went to see her. Hasn't he ever heard a catfish? Like, first of all, I can understand having a good conversation with anyone. I strive to have great conversations with everyone. Whether it goes my way or not, I still try to have them, you know, so I can understand having a good conversation with a girl and trying to continue having great conversations with her because you're having good conversations with her. And I can understand befriending this person. And I might even understand taking it two steps too far and saying, you know what? We're boyfriend and girlfriend internet style. I might, I mean, I might, and I might be able to understand you telling the girl that you're going to send her pictures of you and maybe sometime you'll meet because I did that once when I was like, sixteen, fifteen. I had this girl, she was so had me so jazzed up I was ready to drive to South fucking Dakota man to meet her like seriously South Dakota there's nothing there but white people and 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 this was back in dial up times and I was in the chat room talking to this person who probably was a dude and um it never panned out I told my brother to take me out there and he laughed in my face especially when he heard the South Dakota South Dakota section and um I never went but if this kid it, it it's not cheap to fly to China from Ohio I I'm just guessing it's probably a lot cheaper to fly from California to Ohio or California to China than it is to fly from Ohio to China because that's far. And so when he made that trip, that couldn't have been cheap. And my question is, where are his parents? Where are his parents? And so he flew out there and when he got there the girl of course was freaked out because he flew the fuck out there nigga why would you fly out there you never fly out there you might lie about flying out there but you never actually go out there you don't want to actually meet you just want to see some pictures so then you might be able to have something to put into the spank bank but you don't actually make the trip and then when he made the trip he found out that guess what she didn't mean nothing about it don't come to my house 
Don't show up. Don't knock. Don't speak. Nigga, what the fuck are you doing here? And then she told him to stop calling her. And she blocked his number. Like, that's serious. You know that you've lost when not only does she tell you to stop calling, but she blocks your number. Dude, you flew all the way out there without a plan. That's jumping off a roof without having a safety net or a harness. I commend you on your bravery, but at the same time, you were dumb as shit. And as a matter of fact... It's just sad that you had this situation in which you did not expect that this girl was going to turn you down. I mean, I'm sure that in your mind, you just knew that this was going to work out and that you two are going to fall in love. But really, did you see the signs coming? Did you really... Like I said, did you even tell this girl that you were coming across oceans to see her like how much in love can you be over some pictures and a voice to fly across oceans to see somebody i don't care how deep you think you are if you've never seen this person you do not fly anywhere for them you barely want to meet up at their house you want to meet up somewhere public so then if you scope them from a distance and they're ugly you can jet and you never go to their territory like what the hell and when i say their territory i don't mean this girl i don't mean uh, overseas i don't mean any of that i mean you never go back to the other person's house First things first, trust me, I know I went back to this girl's house and her and her brick wall blob of a friend pulled me and my brother into the house and had me damn near looking to jump out the uh, jump off the railing of a third floor balcony like Omar on the wire. So you never want to get trapped at these girls houses girls you never want to get trapped in these guys neighborhoods nothing good will come of you showing up at their house on the very first night <sighs> and did he tell no one of this plan was it a big secret like, did he just suddenly disappear? Like, were there people in Ohio looking for him? And does he does he have mental issues? These are the things that I think about when I run into situations like this where somebody is going to just up and leave their entire country 
in pursuit of a girl that they've only typed to on the internet and maybe talked to on Skype. Like, this is the reverse catfishing. You had a girl who you thought sounded good and all that, so you went to find her no other questions asked and you told her you were coming to get her which honestly sounds like a threat i'm coming to find you i'm gonna be next to you i'm gonna get you no the fuck you're not he started talking to her this year and said he fell in love with her because of her beautiful photos and perfect English. That's it? That's all you were looking for? Was somebody who spoke English? There's people in America of Chinese American descent who speak perfect English who can fit your needs. Hell, there's people in Ohio who can fit that need. Why did you have to go to the source? Like, again, did you not talk to anybody about this? And you told... You told this girl you were coming to visit her. Really, that's it? You told her you were coming out there to visit her. That is freaky as shit. You went out there lonely. Nobody knows you. Nothing. And you're just going to knock on the door of this girl's house, a black dude in China, and say, hey, I'm that guy you talked to on the internet. Did he even know her full name? No. He only knew a fake name for this girl. You were losing a million different ways. Really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even joking anymore. I feel bad. Like, this dude does not have a man in his life. He does not have a guidance system in his world at all. And he's obviously thinking that say anything is going to work for him. And it isn't. You can't just go to people's countries and knock on their door. You can't even come to my house when you're selling Kirby vacuum cleaners and knock on my door, nigga. So if you go across the seas to knock on my door, I'm probably going to kill you. I'm just being as honest as possible. I'm probably going to try and take you out because that is horror story creepy. That is how people get beat up, killed, and pinched. Misconnections. Where love goes to die. And we go to make fun of those lovers. Here on Single Simulcast. This is Father Teresa, the greatest black atheist of Father Teresa's wine cellar, and you're listening to the single simulcast. Sensation here 
check out Unless you're looking to check out What a mess now Come on Ain't much I can do But I do what I can That was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> Yo, what's up, world? It's your boy 12 Kyle from the 12 Radio Show. Make sure you check me out every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. You can also catch my show on iTunes as well. When I'm not doing my show... I'm checking out single simulcast with my man Rashani. Yo, this dude is crazy for real. I mean, like, really, really crazy. I mean, like, he's been institutionalized at some point in time in his life. Anyway, it's a great show. Make sure you check it out. That said, back to the show. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Black, from the 5 Minutes Away podcast. If you hear this right now, you're listening to the serious single simulcast with my boy Rashani. Now, I'll tell you, you can follow me at my at handle if you'd like which is DTBB206. Just know there will be a whole lot of this. Hashtag single simulcast biatches. Hashtag your podcaster's favorite podcaster. Hashtag go Hawks. Hashtag Seahawks. Hashtag Hawk Gang. Hashtag 12th Man. Hashtag Russell. 
last name Wilson, hashtag L-O-B. And most importantly, hashtag Seahawkstrut. <laughs> I'll let you, boy, man. My name is Scarfinger Sinclair. I'm not a man that's easily at loss for words. So I'm going to take this time to tell you to check out Scarcasm Live Podcast, a member of the Geese Gone Raw Collective. You can check it out at geeksgoneraw.com. You can also find the show at iTunes, Podomatic, Blackberry app, and the Stitcher app for mobile phones. Check it out and let us know how you like it. Or else, you get to be one of my guests. Hi, I'm DJ. Listen, you're listening to Mike's. Hi, my name's DJ. You're listening to Brother Mike. Two brothers and two mics. Okay. Go again. Hi, my name's DJ. You're listening to two mics and two brother mics. <laughs> You're listening to two brothers. <laughs> okay. And two mics. Hi, my name's DJ. You're listening to two brothers and two mics. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. Single Simulcast, episode 175, Rashani, Fat Man Wild. Um, so a woman was dang near killed by a train because she was looking down and texting and didn't hear the train coming, which I just find to be astonishing. Like, I've seen people who are walking down a path, and they walk... Uh, into a tree I've seen people who are walking down the street and they don't notice the curb the drop off or else they step up and they fall off the curb or else they fall up the curb I've seen people walk into dogs and into dog leashes and trip over dumb stuff and I saw one woman fall into a fountain at the mall which was on video and all of that but I never thought that I would see a woman or a man I would never thought I'd see anybody get so wrapped up in their phone that they would walk onto the train tracks And I know that the train blew its horn. I know that the train played its music because trains don't want to be held liable for that kind of stuff. And they'll always find a way to hold people liable for someone else's mistakes because this is America. So I know that they blew their horn. And this woman, I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I'm trying my hardest. I promise you. But somehow, somehow. God found a way and this woman was looking down at her phone and missed the train could not see the train for the tracks police 
said that she told them that she did not hear the train horn and did not see the crossing arms down when she crossed the train tracks and she got clipped by the train and tossed into the air she's lucky to be alive she suffered a compound fraction to her right arm and her right leg was also injured but she's alive I see people texting in their cars like dang there every morning on my way to work and I, I realize texting there's usually something great going on in on online or whatever you got to check your facebook or whatever whatever i get scared when i see folks texting because i've seen so many people now do dumb stuff while looking down and texting and i'm just like they're not paying attention to me at the at the all and i'm going to be the one to get hurt they would never get hurt drunk drivers never get hurt when they're driving drunk they kill everybody else and they never get hurt. So I'm just I'm I'm just figuring that if this woman were to be out there driving around while texting, I'd be the one to die. I'd be the one to get hit by a car. I'd be the one to end up in a coma. And she'd just be like, I didn't even know. <laughs> I was checking my likes on Facebook for a picture that I posted. I had just posted a selfie. <laughs> Is he okay? No? Okay, let me update that on my status. And it's like nobody would care. I mean, people would care, of course. But the vast majority of people would talk about how she was such a stand-up person and how it wasn't her fault. They'd probably blame hip-hop. Because that seems to be the catch-all for anybody who's caught committing any act of idiot just idiocracy and um i'm sure that would happen just like the sae uh, fraternity who was caught um singing songs about how niggas would never be in their fraternity they'd rather see niggas hanging from a tree and their den mother saying nigga 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 and of course everybody apparent uh, uh was upset as we should be um but then Folks were like, nah, man, you can't even blame them white kids for their actions. They don't know what they do. Forgive them. They're godlike, and they know not what they do. What you need to do is you need to blame that rap music. That rapidy, rapidy rap music is what got her and what got him into that situation. What got these kids into that situation was that rap music. That damn rap music uh, drew them in and made them want to be just like black people who say... Uh, that word all the time and so you can't really blame them or their den mom for uh, spouting the n-word repeatedly and singing songs about it because it's really just rap let's let's can we have a conversation about rap um, about blacks and rap like that's important right now blacks and rap not racism and 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 uh keeping people out of this fraternity in oklahoma city no what's important is the fact that waka flock of flame says nigga all the time and these white kids are just so impressionable well let me stop you right there 
First of all, they're not white kids. I always get so frustrated when I hear that. Why is it that young black people are never kids? They're always, the first thing that they say is they'll be tried as an adult. Uh, this brute, this thug, this hulk, this monster, this gang member, this hooligan, this whatever, rap scallion if you're feeling truckish enough, did this. But when it's white people, when it's white people, it's these children, these kids, these innocents, these uh, impressionable youth. Motherfucker, they were 22 years old, some of them. That is not a kid. I would never call them a kid unless I was saying it kind of disparagingly because I'm an adult. And I'd be like, you don't know shit, kid. You're still wet behind the ears. But you know what? You're an adult. And I would not treat you like a kid. I would not disrespect you like that. So for you to hide behind the fact that you think that you're a kid or these white people to hide behind the fact that you think you're a kid is fucked up popular culture becomes a cesspool a lot of corporations profit off it and then people are surprised some drunk 19 year old kids repeat what they've been hearing 19 is not a kid if you can shoot a young black male about that same age and be like oh yeah he was an adult he was a thug he was all of that then you can't call anybody a kid at that age but yet we try so hard they try so hard hard to just mask it let's obscure the real issue here of the racism that's going on in Oklahoma and and throughout the nation and throughout the world by pointing it back towards black people Waka Flock of Flame said he's not going to be there. And they're like, if you look at every single song, I guess you call it these. I guess you call his music songs that Waka Flock of Flame has written. It's a bunch of garbage. It's full of N words. It's full of F words. It's wrong. And he shouldn't be disgusted with these white kids. He should be disgusted with himself. I dang near said, nigga, fuck you. Just now, just now, I had to bite my lip to stop myself from saying, you know what? You're wrong. Let's just put it that way. That is probably the easiest, calmest way to put it because I know that you're not here to defend yourself or say that you were misquoted or whatever it may be, but you're wrong. And secondly, 19-year-old kids repeating what they hear on songs or on the radio or whatever it may be is not the same as kids repeating what they hear. If my three-year-old, if my son, when he was three, heard a song and started singing it, you know what? That's my fault for playing the song. That's not his fault repeating the song. He doesn't know that it's right and wrong. I need to guide him in the right direction so that he knows that it's wrong. That is my job. And if I don't do that, I failed him. If you're seven and you say a word, at that point in time, you got to take some sort of culpability. You got to take some sort of culpability for being involved in this situation. You got to. 
If you're seven, it's like, okay, you know better. It's not even you should know better. You know better. You're saying this word unless you're just in a house where they've never said it before and you hear it somewhere else and you come home and say it. At that point in time, okay, we'll still have that discussion with you. But 10 and up, 9 and up, you know better. And you'll be held uh, accountable for the things that you should have known better about. That's just the way it is. That's just that's just the way things work. You know what I mean? So for you to say these kids who are 19 didn't know what they were doing. Yes, they did. Unless this bus was full of special ed, special needs children who are special needs young adults or special needs adults, really, who just didn't know what was going on. They knew what was going on. And for you to be in a frat like that, let's just say this isn't the first time that they sang that song. And nobody stood up. So... While one or two of them may have been expelled for it, absolutely nobody stood up for it. So, yeah, shut the whole thing down. And by the way, I don't give a fuck. I could care less or I couldn't care less that they lost their spot. I couldn't care less they lost their fraternity because there'll be another one to replace it. Shit, there's probably like a million of them throughout the United States right now. And that's what you deal with. It's what I dealt with in college. I didn't even join a frat. I didn't even know there were black frats. I made the mistake of going to a white college. And so when I got to that white college, I went to frat parties and we were treated like we were trying to steal all the white women's and take them back to our caves. Dude, it was horrible. Like, seriously, I understand why people want the experience of college but if you go to the wrong college there's nothing worse and I went to the wrong college I'll say it publicly fuck Marietta College it was just bad it was bad fuck Ohio because of Marietta College it was bad and I wouldn't be surprised if they had frats that are saying racial slurs or whatever it may be would not But y'all go ahead and blame hip hop. Meanwhile, hip hop listeners and hip hop uh, artists and just generally black folks are just going to look at you with a word look on our face. We're just going to be like word. That's the best you could do. Well, fuck you too. This nigga Creflo Dollar, um, tried to convince his congregation that he needed an airplane more than anything else in his life. Like that's really the whole story. And the way I really want to, the the way I really think about it is that this nigga told his, uh, congregation and his people that he needed an airplane and he was going to hold his breath until they busted out, 
$65 million for a new plane for him. And some of his folks was like, he'll do it too. So let's just go ahead and give him the money. People were giving him the money. I need you to know that people were not hesitating to give him the money. And he would have gotten the money for this new Gulfstream G650 if it hadn't been for folks on social media who were like, you can fall all the way the fuck out of here with that i mean the nigga's name is creflo dollar what do you think he's thinking about so i know i talk about black churches a lot and i know i talk about churches in general and a lot but it's reasons like this that people don't trust the church it's reasons like this that people don't trust the black church and it's reasons like this that people don't trust television preachers at all and if you want to get people to trust churches black pastors tv preachers what needs to happen is that y'all need to stand up and be accountable you need to stand up and 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 really just say you know what brother in Christ, what you're doing right now is not of God. It's not of God. And you are trying to do something that is not of his will. And you're being a false prophet. And you're making us all look bad. That's what needs to happen in church. They need to come together and say, yo, who amongst us is righteous enough to actually be honest in the way that they work with us and our fault? And somebody will say, I will take on that mantle. And everybody else will say, here you go. Instead, Creflo stands up and says, you know what? I need a new plane. I need a Gulfstream G650 jet. And somebody else stands up in the back and says, you know what, me too. And somebody else decides, I only got a 350, but I like it a lot. And somebody else says, I have a 450, homie. God bless me. Uh, huge. And then the poorest pastor in the back says, I just got a Hummer. They call me Pastor Hummer. I got a church out in Sacramento that's the size of a garage. But uh, I got a Hummer. And I get Hummers from women all the time in my congregation. But I don't got a plane yet. I just got a Hummer. And they all start arguing. And somebody will stand up and say, have y'all ever thought about putting ATM machines into your lobby? So then folks can get the money as they walk into church. So then they never have to leave the church and the money can stay in the church. And then they all start talking about that. Pastors are greedy. Just put it like that. Let's be completely transparent and completely honest. Pastors are greedy, evil things. The reason why I know the pastors are greedy is because Jesus didn't ask for money. Jesus lived the life of the lowest man. Jesus uh, went amongst the poor. Jesus went amongst the wicked. Jesus went amongst anybody and was like, come unto me and I will give you rest. He didn't go into those crowds and say, while I am here, can you give me rest? That's not how this works. That's not how any of it works. 
And I just want to say to all of those Christians out there and all of those preachers out there who keep talking about how homosexuality is such a horrible thing and how gays aren't allowed in the church and they're an abomination and all of that. God said, let he without sin cast the first stone. So all you pastors who are out there uh, having sex with women in your congregation and all you pastors who are out there touching little kids and all you pastors who are out there lying about what's going on and all you pastors out there who are giving people in your church AIDS and all you pastors out there who are joking your congregations out of their money and all you pastors out there who are openly making stuff up in order to make it sound like you need more. Don't pick up a rock. Don't pick up a rock. It is not your place. It is not your job. It is not your time. You are a sinner. And I am sick and tired of people looking through the Bible to find what they need to fit their own purposes. You will go past everything else in the Bible to find that. Oh, yeah. Uh, God struck down Sodom and Gomorrah because men were sleeping with men and they tried to rape Lot. And, and, and look at it right here. Yeah. It also talks about how slaves should be happy to be slaves and about how um, Aaron or Moses or Noah, they all did some horrible stuff. How David uh, had a man killed so he could sleep with the man's wife. It talks about all kind of horrible stuff. And you know what? I believe it. I believe in what I read, but I don't have to take everything literally. Nobody is killing calves and putting them on fires anymore. Nobody is um, taking pieces of branches and cutting stripes out of them. So then goats will mate with one another. Nobody is doing that. But yet you still want to stand on this as a way to keep homosexuality down. And you want to do this as a reason why you don't believe in homosexuality. And you want to talk bad about people. And you want to hate people and despise people. And say you can pray the gay away. Well, what are we going to do to fix you? What steps should be taken to make you a better person? Because seriously, pastor, you are flawed. And for you to point out the scars and bruises on someone else's skin when your whole body is black and blue just shows that you have no shame and no grace. I'm not saying I'm a good person. I'm not saying I'm nothing. But what I'm saying is I don't care who you are. God worked with you. God walked. Jesus walked with the lowest of the low. Jesus was out there with the prostitutes, the thieves, the murderers, all of those people. So then he could bring them to his father. If God was out there right now. He'd be kicking it with homosexuals, drug addicts, 
gang members and probably probably murderers because they are the ones that he needs to talk to to bring to him he is entrusting you with the job of bringing people to him and you're pushing them further and further away and again that's not how this works but you're making it how it works to fit your own selfish needs and Creflo I did not forget about your greedy behind you don't need a plane you got that super church that mega church out there in Atlanta stand in there get a camera on you talk that's what you've been doing for many, many, many moons. You've been doing that for decades, homie. Standing there in that pulpit and preaching to people. Social media will get your word around. Podcasts will get your word around. You ain't got to fly in a private jet. And from what I hear, you already had a private jet. So why do you need a new one? Why can't you just hop on a, pl- on, on a regular plane and just ride out? People are watching you on TV, trusting and believing in you who have nothing. And you're telling them that you need a plane when they don't even have bread to give their kids because they're helping you get a plane. If you don't feel just a smidgen bad about that, you're going to hell. And I should not even be judging you like that and saying that you're going to hell. But that is just totally wrong. Look, people have the freedom to choose to go to church. People don't have the freedom to choose their sexuality. And so if somebody chooses, like what happens when a pastor's kid is gay? What happens then? I always wonder about that. I don't know. I know this though. All pastors that I hear talk about money or judging people or saying this is why this is wrong and this is why this is going, sending you to hell and all that, don't expect me back. And if I hear you talking about it, I'm going to just get up and walk out in the middle of your conversation. I'm grown. I can do that. I can make that decision. You can choose to tell these lies and you can choose to continue to divide people and you can choose to continue to just overlook your own issues and your own sins and your own afflictions in order to point a finger at those who really can't help what they are but I don't have to choose to sit there and listen to it it's that simple I think I think it's that simple single simulcast Hit me up, uh, 916-572-9016. The email address is singlesimulcast at gmail.com. I am so grateful for y'all listening. I really do appreciate it. I'm tired as a mug. And my my voice still goes in and out. But thank y'all for rolling with me. Fat Man Wild, go ahead and spin some beats. This is Single Simulcast. We out. Peace. It was all meant to happen No wonder why you kept walking my way Cause it was
My mom was 18, waiting for her prom date Which was my father, yes, this night's gonna be beyond great Two years prior, they both created Aaron Yates So the bond straight with two fond mates So mom waits and waits in the upstairs window Watching for my pops and it was shocking That he never ever came knocking, just left her In her prom dress and that's the eve Where all the stress hit aggressively She had her first epileptic seizure And kept having them doctor helped this sick lady Medicine with the quickness just maybe it'll stop Remember this in 80, I was 9 Asleep and I heard something collapse Hopped up with nothing but tidy whitey Saw my mom just fell and slapped the floor She's shaking, I'm scared I ran out the house in my underwear Help my mama's all that's coming out my mouth Our neighbor came to help so mama wouldn't die As a little kid watching the ambulance take her away I'm thinking, why? Cause it was all meant to happen It was all meant to happen No wonder why you kept walking my I was 21, selling rocks for my auntie was plenty fun, and yes, she loaded the house with many guns, she got me a Tech 9 for my birthday, no more tripping from anyone, is what I'm thinking, booms, farms, what I'm drinking, singing, Joe to see loaded, we exploded, these chicks I'm thinking daily, nightly, the ladies like me, I'm baby Ikey, maybe slightly, I'm crazy, might be, really shady, shysty, not like this though, I'm sleeping again, this dude breaks in with a pistol, I heard his bullet whistle, so I had to roll off on this flow, heard a struggle, then my auntie screaming, I'm feeling for my peace, then just my luck, my birthday gift that I got wasn't in my reach, the gunman busted in my room looking for something, found me hiding, pointed the gun right at my head, my heart was pumping, then he turned and ran away, then with a blink of an eye, he was gone, I found my auntie shaking, hiding in the closet, I'm thinking, why? Cause it was all meant to happen, it was all meant to happen, no wonder why you kept walking my For so long, I never understood till now in this slow song. Been in some shaky situations, but life goes on. But still, a lot of things you showed this kid was so wrong. But what's so right, this pain and strife that I go right. People go by it, they think that my flow's tight. Got a cold mic, they got me a million sold twice. Not a low life anymore, it's always sold out show nights. After KOD, you scared me, so I ran from you. Then accepted you on Seabridge, then saw the fans come through. Just when I thought I took everything I can stand. From you, I kept writing, and then we watched this strange land come true. So now I see these stories in my life. I was meant to share my darkness within my light. People say it helps them to see me fly from the bottom. That's motivation for them all. Now I see exactly why. Why? Cause it was all meant to happen. It was all meant to happen. Hi, this is Rochelle, but you know me as Lady Row 46 on Twitter, and you are listening to the single simulcast. We love the single simulcast and it's easy. Cherry Red. The Sandwich. It's John Wayne. Ah. Uh, like you about to take a trip down memory lane. Six string hatred, one. 
once consumed my life. Situations arise where I should have died. 16 years old, introduced to the rain. Out here on my own, no one else felt my pain. Gas under a dollar, but still too much. Thank God for Section 8 city buses and free lunch. Struggling's a joke, it's a crying shame. So much going wrong, but nobody's to blame. Collapsed bridges don't burn, they simply break. The choice to bring life was my own to make. Learn the difference between a want and a need. There's no room for failure, so I gotta succeed. When I went away, now the days is longer. It didn't kill me then, so I must be stronger. My past life made me who I am today. I wouldn't do it again, but I keep it the same this way. Is my life. Don't tell me how to live this in my life. I'm doing my thing. This is my life. Make some mistakes. Make me who I am today Of course there's things I wish I could have changed But it does no good to sit back and try to rearrange 18 and pregnant, some might say that was strange Look how it turned out, I wouldn't change a thing Of course there's been hardships along the way Nothing lasts forever and I learned not to hesitate By the time you were five, we lived in four different states If at times I'm late, it's because I had to wait I speak my mind, but people don't understand me They look at me and think that they already see Hot-headed redhead, damn, she cried a lot but it's because I'm passionate about what I got. I worked hard for mine, I've always been independent. Question my opinion, you can expect me to defend this it. Is my life. Don't tell me how to live this is my life. I'm doing my thing. This is my life. Make some mistakes. I make some mistakes. Down to the last Reality speaks There's no time to sleep Emotionally, spiritually, lyrically deep Articulated and sophisticated lady Complicated but I'm educated, baby Negativity limited my creativity Responsibility led to instability Experience is what you get when you didn't get what you wanted Pride is thinking so highly of yourself You gotta flaunt it I wear my heart on my mic Cause through my sleeve it bleeds Not everybody got the courage to speak the words they believe So when I had my chance, I took advantage Dropped the extra baggage, ripped off the bandage Stand up and demand it, I know I can handle it I made it this far not to grab it I got it don't tell me how to live this in my life I'm doing my thing, this is my life Make some mistakes, I make some mistakes Rest in peace, Big Nano, Rube, Dixie, and Johnny. Y'all saying always blow on the dark day. Seven hundred. I ain't been feeling good. Kinda feeling funny, cause my pocket's empty. Ain't got no fucking money. I need a new hustle where I'm for show the bubble and get it back quick, fast, and don't get in trouble. Yeah, I must be dreaming. Roll up smoke, then I start my scheming. Don't wanna get that dope, but I'm so broken. I need for so many reasons. Three day notice on the dough as a nigga leaving. 
cockroaches on the floor, another hood heathen. Like when it's my turn, I did my bad, I lived, I learned. Is this it for me, Lord? Is this all? Did I crash and burn? Is the jury adjourned? Am I too far gone to get through with these words? I'm trying to live right every day and night, but the devil working on my nerves. Ain't got a dollar to my name or a penny in my pocket. Boy, this ain't a game. I've been going through some things and my life ain't how I want it, so I gotta make a change. Rents do bills late. Can you spare a little, spare a little, spare a little change? Man, I said I ain't playing. If it's about the profit, then something can be arranged. It's like I'm lost and alone and I can't find my way home. Regret the mistake that I made. I knew I was wrong, but I'm like a tuna matata. Fuck it, I gotta move on. You can't break me. No, I'm built strong. I'm a Cunningham, man. We last long. Five ounces, three ounces, and only one gun. R.I.P. Uncle Dave. R.I.P. No love gun. And we all miss you much. My words, my bond. Big shout out to the cousin Ray Shine Locked up, doing life behind bars Hold your head, yeah I know it's hard Cause out here we ain't get much far The ghetto got us forever scarred Still I hope and I pray And I keep on thanking God Man I swear this shit get deep Wish I was a kid again And I ain't have to feel this heat Yeah, I was the one that was across the street Mom's getting beat Now look at me Ain't got a dollar to my name or a penny in my pocket. Boy, this ain't a game. I've been going through some things and my life ain't how I want it, so I gotta make a change. Rents do bills late. Can you spare a little, spare a little, spare a little change? Man, I said I ain't playing. If it's about the pocket, then something can be arranged. So I'm 13 on the block with no money Fresh from the country with a snow bunny Never thought whole money, just more money Black chicks on my dick say I act funny I just feel the way I feel, I don't act phony I grew up on the north side with CJ and Tony Chasing Montreal, Tokay and Big Joe If you don't know who I'm speaking on you don't know me Single simulcast. Don't know about now that you slipped.